This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes, so let's get to it. And in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure, I'd be happy to. Thank you for inviting me on your show, Valerie. I'm Joe Casciani. I'm a psychologist, a semi-retired psychologist with a specialty in geropsych. I worked four years managing psychology practices, working in nursing homes. And since I've sold that practice, I've been developing my website called Living to 100 Club. So it's for seniors, uh, people 50 and over, looking at strategies on successful aging, longevity, and most importantly, making it over the hurdles. As we all know, there's more than just a smooth paved highway ahead. We want to make sure we can get over those potholes and not get thrown by them. I also have a new book that just came out on Amazon, published on Amazon. It's called Living Longer is the New Normal. It's a paperback and um, also available in ebook e on Kindle. Uh, short, quick read, uplifting read, I think, about staying positive, making it over the hurdles. I also do, uh, I host a, a weekly radio show on Voice America. It's on Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And we have different guests on from mental health, physical, gerontology, law, holistic health. And, uh, you know, we just enjoy talking about successful aging and, you know, uh, living longer, living with a positive outlook. Very um, nice. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Uh, semi-retired but uh, doing the fun <laughs> things doing doing things that I I've always um, you know enjoyed and you know I lastly I, I really do some training and um, consulting with senior organizations so that's um, a pretty full package for me that is pretty full so I don't know about semi-retired but yeah. <laughs> you yeah. do Lot, but we'll make sure that when this broadcast we have a link to all of your your website and all the things that you're doing uh, your book, your um, podcast, and all those things, so people can can join up and listen and learn a lot from you and and the guests that you have on. So right. that's awesome. Yeah. My that's grandfather true. is going to be ninety three this year, completely one hundred percent independent, uh, and he's uh, he's amazing. Still delivers meals on wheels to other seniors who are probably twenty years younger than him. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> good you know, and, we're living longer. Uh, yeah, living longer. doing great, it's, uh, doing great. It's, it's so, the social isolation issue we've had uh, recently has been hard for everyone, including including him. I think, you know, he's he likes to be around people. He likes to go to church. He likes to do Meals on Wheels. And it's been a little bit rough for no, whether you're in a nursing home or you're at home. And if you're by yourself, it, you know, it's hard not to see your family and your sure. friends. Sure, takes so, its toll. Takes yeah, it does. And, the good uh, news is we're going to get to see him soon. So that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, good for him. <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll enjoy your book. We'll make sure he gets sure. a copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what's the best thing about serving aging adults? You know, as I mentioned, I've worked in nursing homes um, and worked alongside other mental health professionals all these years, and you know, I've, I've always found that there's always that internal strength or passion or energy that we all have inside of us. And, you know, time and again, I would have to look for that and tap into it for people who had 
you know, had some physical setback, maybe a stroke or an amputation. And that, that fire, uh, sometimes it's blocked, sometimes it's, you know, kind of locked away, but it's always there. And if you can find out how to tap that, you can, you know, really un unleash a lot of that drive and, and motivation and creative spirit that, that we all need to, to keep moving forward. So to me, that's always the, that's the fun part. That's the enjoyable part of, of working with older adults and helping them see that they also have that, you know, internal drive and, and strength inside. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That that's really fascinating. Uh, yeah, it it everybody has that um, that will uh, in some regard. There's some passion they have for something, no matter how old they are, um, whether it's for their family or their children or doing something they love. And that's neat that you get to unlock that and help people remember, you know, what they what they love to do and what makes them tick. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. No, that's exactly right. So many times we just kind of throw our hands up in the air. We can't drive anymore. You know, maybe a spouse has passed away after 30, 40, or 50 years of marriage. And we say, what's the use? Why, why should I go on? So we're always, you know, I call it starting new chapters. And we're writing the script now. So let's write the script that's going to be meaningful for us. Yeah. Yep. That's a great yeah. way to approach those big life changes, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to switch gears just a little bit and talk about online marketing. Now, it sounds to me like you do quite a bit of online marketing in different ways. I hear from other senior service providers that it can be challenging, confusing, and I know it's ever-changing. What has been your experience and your thoughts? I guess you reach out quite a bit online uh, through your podcast and other ways. I do. I'm still learning. I'm still learning, but I, I think there is... You know, the whole notion of uh, having a niche, a niche is, is the key here because, you know, you can't put a fishing line in the ocean and expect a big catch. You have to have one area of specialty and one target group and one area of focus and one solution, right? So we have to, I think we become a problem solver or a pain reliever. Um, good marketing is is focused on solving the customer's problem. So, you know, what we have to do is find out what we're good at. Um, here's the problem we say, and here's our solution, and here's some proof that what I'm doing or what my company is doing makes a difference. So it's kind of that elevator speech um, is sort of, but it's, it, it's, it's really more than that. It's being able to articulate um, what the advantages, you know, when Apple came out with their iPod years ago, they didn't talk about, um, well, here's a device that has five gigabytes of memory. They talked about, here's a device that'll hold a thousand songs in your shirt pocket, right? So it's, here's the, here's a problem and here's how we're going to solve it. Now we're not going to solve everybody's problems and we know that. But um, we have to narrow our, our audience and narrow our, our target group. So uh, look for the pain points in your industry and um, become the source of uh, relief for, yeah. for your customers. Yeah. Solving the problem is the whole gig. <laughs> yeah. Or at least the problem that you can solve, articulating that well. And I think that our 30-second elevator speech that you mentioned mm -hmm. has translated into – 
a three second, you have, you know, three seconds to capture someone's attention on your website or wherever you're advertising. So that 30 second elevator speech is still very important. It's also just important to articulate that quickly online. Um, yeah. So you're right. That's still very, very applicable since we can't be in person with each other as much anymore. <laughs> yeah. At least not. I've spent years. I've spent years learning that, and I, it's finally sinking in. Uh, to me, it's like, well, gee, I want to work with older adults. I want to provide mental health or support or, you know, lifestyle strategies. But uh, you just can't try to reach all the fish in the ocean. You can't try to reach everybody who's over age fifty. It's not going to work. So. Yeah, it's a it's a tough lesson, and I'm I'm not quite there, but I'm closer to closer to learning. Yeah, it's hard because I think if if we're helpers or in a helping profession, we want to be able to solve everybody's anybody who comes to us. We want to be able to help them, and um, it's not always our at level area of expertise. So you're right; you just got to kind of narrow it down a little bit. All right, so we're gonna go back to your wisdom on senior the senior population a little bit so there are probably other successful leaders in the senior care industry like yourself that maybe have meant a lot to you in your career or your life or have been inspirational to you or just great organizations that you've enjoyed working with is there anybody you'd like to talk about or say hi to or just mention that are really important in general yeah yeah you know i've had a number of uh, people on my radio show who i really respect and bring a lot to the industry and one person I've been trying to get, and he's, he's really up there and pretty busy, but uh, Ken Dykewald, to me, uh, Age Wave, has always been at the forefront of talking about, you know, kind of removing all those stereotypes about aging that we used to have. And I saw Ken give a presentation years ago, and he talked about you know, uh, our retirement is not going to be a single straight line anymore. We're going to we're going to change careers maybe two or three times, or we're going to have cycles in our life patterns and, um, you know, give up a lot of those kind of traditional, formal, rigid patterns about aging. So Ken, Ken is, um, you know, he's still doing the age wave and he do, does great work and he's written great work and they do great consulting. Um, you know, aside from Ken, I've had a number of, of guests on my show, Helen Dennis, who's, uh, uh, she was a, uh, faculty member at University of Southern California for many years, and now she's an author and she hosts a weekly column on aging, um, retirement, uh, successful aging. I had Ken Druck on my show, who's a best-selling author, and he's written a lot about um, healing after loss. Uh, he's written a book on courageous aging, and, and now he's, his latest book is How to uh, Raising an Older, Raising an Aging Parent. Uh, so, uh, Ken Druck. Uh, I had Joaquin Angada, a gerontologist. Um, he's well known in California. Um, he's been on the California Commission on Aging, and he, he's really, um, really been uh, at the forefront of uh, kind of promoting this positive um, thinking about aging and removing the ageist stereotypes. Um, I've got a list of oh, people. Many. Uh, Kay Gersh, uh, an old friend of mine, she's a psychologist, and she was the former head of the Hemlock Society, and, you know, her thing is um, living a good life and dying a good death, and we have to remember that there are people that really need that freedom of choice on how to, how to end their lives when it's over, and, you know, we can't win every battle, 
we know that. So uh, let's make for a peaceful death. And of all the recordings I have on my show, I've had probably over 20,000 downloads of these different episodes. And Faye Gersh's How to Die a Peaceful Death is at the top of the list. Uh, so she's had far more downloads and, and, uh, interesting. Uh, yes. Yeah, interesting. I think the um, the the death questions and the and the I guess the the questions that surround that and, and our thoughts about that have always been um, they're always a mystery uh, until you're faced with it uh, I think and then so it's probably something that really piques all of our interest is to know how does how do we have a peaceful death how does that work. Um, it's hard to imagine or how, how hard to understand until you're in that position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah, great. It's, a, though. it's important topic. It sounds to me like people really need to investigate your podcast and your website and really, you know, take a look at some of this stuff and subscribe uh, so that they can hear all these amazing people that you're mentioning. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, all the recordings are all on my website, all the past shows. I had Nick Butner on of the Blue Zones. Nick and his brother Dan have created this massive uh, undertaking, uh, understanding the traits and characteristics of people who are living 100 and over. And there's these Blue Zones around the world. And Nick was on the show. Um, you know, I've had other psychologists talking about their work with seniors. So it's been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy the radio show, um, so I, you know, I'll, you know, continue to do it every Friday, two p.m. Yeah. All right, that is really cool. Thank you so much for for cluing us in on all that, and I'll make sure that everybody who sees this knows how to reach you and right. and and all of your stuff. So that's amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, just, so, just add. Can I just add quickly? If people want oh, to sure. get on our mailing list, we send out updates announcements every week about who, who's on the show for uh, today. And uh, just go to our website at the very bottom of the main page. You, there's a sign up uh, option. Just put your name in and select a box and we'll add you to our mail list. Yeah. Great. I'm signing up because I want to I hear. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to add that to my list of shows I like to listen to. Great. All right. Okay. So back to advice and wisdom, what piece of advice would you give to other senior care providers? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, it, you know, to really be tenacious and persevering in this work because it's, it's tough. Uh, there are not a lot of rewards, at least, you know, in my experience, there are rewards, but there are also a lot of demands and difficult uh, opportunities and Settings in long-term care, or assisted living, can be can be very difficult. And for people seeing providing home health and home care, um, that's challenging as well. So it's that tenacity and perseverance. Secondly, I, I think um, caregivers, people working with this population, really need to take time to you know focus on the strengths, what I call the residual strengths of their clients, because their clients see a lot of decline and, you know, failures and losses, um, sensory losses and, you know, functional losses. So let's take time to point out those strengths that are still there, still the positive things. Let's not, you know, it's very easy. And I talk about this in my book, when we're depressed, all we see is what's wrong. You know, all we see is what's in front of us. It's like we have these blinkers on and we can't see the whole picture. 
So we want to help people take off those blinkers or blinders so they can see some of the good things and not just everything that's going wrong. And, you know, that's, to me, that's, a, that's one of the keys to being a, a successful caregiver and helping people understand that, um, you know, uh, we have to start new chapters, you know. It's yep. uh, a great way to explain it. Point comes in our life where things are different and um, doesn't mean the life is over. It means we're starting a new chapter, like I said earlier. We're, we're writing the script, right? Um, you know, I, I used to talk to uh, clients about being the captain of their ship. And um, <laughs> I had this one client who had a stroke and she was bedridden. And she was actually able to start getting up. And I, I, I saw her one week. I said, uh, well, captain, how was your week? Uh, she said, well, my ship ran aground. I, uh, I fell. I was trying to walk and I fell. And I said, okay, so we got to get back up and, you know, uh, keep driving that, that car, you know, steering the ship. And it, we're in charge. You know, we're, we're in charge. That's, that's, that's the important message to keep giving to our clients. I think that they're in charge and they are not their bodies. They're, they're still, they, they still have the me, the I in there that can, you know, take charge. The bodies don't always cooperate, but there's still the need. <laughs> that's the for team. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, that's, my, that's my two cents of advice. Yeah. yeah, I think, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of our folks of, you know, what, what you're saying is absolutely the truth. And I think taking the time to listen, and I know you probably are really good at this, that act of listening, uh, and let them tell you their story and know who they were and are today but what got them here um, is an important part so i know that that you've probably heard some really great histories and stories and lifetimes of achievements and uh, marriages and kids and all kinds of things so that we have a lot to learn from our well, I, you know i think you're right valerie and, and it is helping really listening uh, and helping that person express, talk about themselves. And, you know, at times all they see is what's wrong. So it's, you know, Robert Butler, um, gerontologist, talked about life review and helping people see there have been past achievements, there have been past accomplishments and successes. So let's, you know, let's balance out what's wrong with some of the good things and how we've, uh, you know, accomplished so much in our past. One other point that's really important, I think, is, uh, be careful of the, the way we misinterpret events because, you know, the glass is half full or half empty and it's the same glass. It's the same four ounces of water in an eight ounce glass. So it sounds simple, uh, maybe simplistic, but, you know, we have to be careful about misinterpreting events around us. There was a Roman philosopher named Epictetus. He was actually a slave and then they freed him and he was a philosopher. And he said, we are not disturbed by events, but by the abuse that we take of these events. So it's the way we explain something going on that can trouble us or weigh us down or worry us. So we have to be careful about misinterpreting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that we can get locked down in some gloom and doom if we misinterpret events that are happening to us. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. great advice. Right. Yeah. All that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. My last question is sometimes people say this is the hardest one, but it's my fun question. So when you have a win, whether it's in life and by a win, I mean something really nice happens, whether it's for a client or maybe it's on your radio show, how do you celebrate? And maybe it's just something with family. 
That's a good question, you know, because it, it really, uh, we really need to take these times, right, to, to be good to ourselves and to take, take time to kind of reward ourselves or reward those that we love or close to us. You know, I, I used to love to um, ride my motorcycle. Um, and I had it for years, and it was a big, beautiful BMW, fast and quiet, and I loved it. Um, but I had to sell it. I had a medical event uh, about six months ago, and the doctor said, you know, you just don't want to be careful about that. So I sold the motorcycle. And during this coronavirus, we have to, you know, we used to, my wife and I used to go out to eat and, you know, celebrate um, things like that. And so that's not happening so much anymore. We used to travel a lot and that's not happening. Although I can't say, you know, we just celebrated, the wife and I celebrated our 49th anniversary. So I guess wow. that's a, that's a big celebration. Yeah. Next June, it'll be 5-0, the big 5 Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy anniversary and hope, hope for many, many more. You have another, you know, you have to live well past a hundred. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, again, it's, um, it's not just a goal. I think it's that, that mindset that, that making the right choices and, you know, having that outlook that we want to live longer and what do we need to do today to, to make that happen. So, yep. yeah, I think you're doing a great job with these interviews. I watched a few of them and I, I think it's great to, you know, talk to people and, to, you know, people who are immersed in this field and get their insights and get their recommendations and their experiences. Uh, so kudos to you for, for well thank it. you and, and and thank you for all that you do uh, you know we have interviewed you know young people older people and everybody has had at least you know three or four years of experience in some many 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 years uh, and it is amazing to me um, that the these people that have dedicated their life to um, or their careers to helping uh, our senior population, uh, for the most part, uh, just have so much good news to share and, and have a way of helping families, not just the senior themselves, but also the whole family, um, get through some of these chapters that you're talking about yeah. where life changes, and we need those people. Uh, and we're going to continue to need all the folks that help us get through these different chapters of our lives. Uh, as we do age and get and, and live longer. So uh, I think these folks are really important and, and I appreciate you being on the show. I know a lot of folks, uh, including my parents and my grandfather, who will definitely would, would love to listen to what you have to say and what your guests have to say. So that's really cool. Great. Right.